0: Welcome back to the We know Fantasy Podcast. My name is Nate We know Fantasy. And today I'm joined by the Fantasy Mechanic. Nick, how are you, my man?
1: I'm doing great, Nate. Thanks for having me on. Filling in for the fro tonight. I appreciate the opportunity to talk some fantasy and some football with you.
0: Yeah, speaking of the fro, he uh, technical difficulties and equipment failures have him out for the rest of the season. So throughout the rest of the year on Wednesday nights here on the We No Fantasy Podcast Network, we'll have various Weeno Fantasy contributors on. And tonight we have the privilege of having Nick on here. Uh, Nick, real quick, we will find you on social media.
1: You can find me on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Mechanic and on Twitter at FB Mechanic.
0: Easy enough. You can always find me, Nate, on at we know Fantasy on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at we know Fantasy. Remember, guys, we are daily in terms of podcasts every day of the week, Monday through Saturday. We have a live uh, podcast dropping in the evening. So anywhere you consume your podcast, may it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we are on there bringing you the latest of fantasy football content. Sunday mornings, eleven a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are uh, presented by Brian with We Know Fantasy on our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/slash We Know Fantasy for some live starts at questionnaires, and we have a uh, new podcast in the works for our, our Dynasty listeners. So uh, you'll want to pay attention to that later. Uh, and this week, possibly, we will be uh, the first episode of that we'll be bringing you live. Uh, For more fans football content, you can visit our website, weknowfans.com, where we have, uh, you know, weekly, daily articles on there, series, such as triple defenses, B-team weekly rankings, quarterback rankings, breaking news, and much more. But, guys, we have a lot more uh, to dive into. COVID's back again for some teams and some big players struck by that. We have the Jets here in prime position for Tua—or not Tua—and for uh, Trevor Lawrence— Chris McCaffrey could be out again. Antonio Brown. What did he do in his uh, season debut with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, well, we'll talk about Tua as well. And of course we'll bring you our pickups for the week. Um, this is Nick's first time on there. We've had will Justin Brian, of course the Fro on here. So we'll see if Nick and Besta, those guys in terms of uh, weekly pickups, before we get to that guys, let's talk about Chris McCaffrey. You know uh, you know, if you're a CMC owner, you were you know anticipating the return of him. You finally got it last week. He had a good outing of course, because it's, you know, Christian McCaffrey, um, but then he suffered a shoulder injury. He did not practice today, Wednesday, and uh, a head coach Matt Rule has uh, deemed him day-to-day. So, Nick, question for you. If CMC is to be out, does Mike Davis automatically return to uh, RB1 status?
1: I actually think he does. Um, I, I'll be the first to tell you that. Uh, I'm, I'm not the first to tell you this. i are probably the only one to tell you this. I was down on McCaffrey this year. I didn't think he'd have the season. He did. I was wrong. It it's obvious that the running backs are a product of the offense and on that team. Mike Davis, the last three weeks before McCaffrey returned was, had a couple down games, but prior to that, the three right after McCaffrey, um, had, had went down with the injury. He was an RB one, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's currently Mike Davis is currently ranked as the RB seven or eight in PPR, uh, formats. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm willing to roll with him as an RB one this week.
0: Yeah. You're saying that and he, uh, you know, there's been two and a half games, give or take this season that he did not really play. And Mike Davis is still a top 10 PPR fantasy option. Like you said before, or, uh, the last three games before CMC returned, he had 11.5, 8.6 and 8.7 fantasy points. But prior to that, the three weeks right after CMC, uh, uh, was on injury, he averaged 25 PPR points across those three games. So, uh, you know, it, it kind of started out real hot in those CM or those Mike Davis pickups, in the waiver wire were looking real fancy. And then they had the three somewhat down games, but they get Tampa this week, who've allowed the 12th most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Um, so a good matchup there for Mike Davis, top uh, half of the league there in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs. Uh, like you said, I, I agree with you. I think Mike Davis is a must play. You can't not have him in lineup if you own him. Hopefully, you didn't drop him when CMC returned. Do you still have him on your roster? Ah, uh, even last week he had a, he had eight plus fancy points where CMC was still in the game, so he's involved even with CMC there. Maybe not standalone value in terms of that nature, but he he still has value uh, definitely. And with CMC gone, possibly this week uh, with that day-to-day termination by Matt Rule, um, you have to start Mike Davis. So uh, then the question turns to: well, Let's talk strictly redraft, Nick. Do you hold on the CMC? Do you trade him? What do you do here if you're a CMC owner?
1: I think it totally depends on two things. It depends on your current position and record um, on whether or not you have a shot making the playoffs into a championship or not and um, how this injury goes. Okay. So if he sits out this week and he plays the following week, you're talking about a shoulder injury on a running back. That is very easy to re-injure. So to me, I think if you're in a position uh, to make the playoffs or I'm sorry, or you're already in a playoff position, you got to hold if you're in a position where you're on that cusp of making the playoffs, I think you got to try to trade them. You got to try to get yourself an RB2 and a, maybe a wide receiver to help your team. Um, I actually seen a trade today. It was uh, Nick Chubb and Robert Woods for CMC uh, for a guy who's currently five and four, who's on that cusp of making the playoffs, and maybe Chubb coming back this week. And Robert Woods with a decent matchup against the Seahawks that gets him a win and gets into a five and five and could give him that playoff push. Yeah, like you said,
0: it's definitely uh, you know matchup or not matchup uh, ranking specific. If you're a CMC owner and you're struggling to say you're a what are we here through week nine, say you're a four and five like you said, or even a three and six, you still have chances of playoffs there in those deeper leagues. Um, yeah, I think you have to go ahead and entertain the fact that you could possibly trade this guy. You know, he was arguably, if he was at the 1.01 pick in your draft, he was probably 1.02. Um, but, yeah, you have to get some kind of value out of him. You've already sat him for, for what has it been, six weeks, five weeks. Yes. So you finally get him back, and then he's gone again. So you have to get some kind of value out of him at this point, in my opinion. But, again, if you're in the if a position where you're a 7-2, and 6-3 and three even, hold on to the guy. He should be back maybe two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, where you can ride him out and then give him for the playoffs here. Um, but speaking of Nick Chubb there, Nick, uh, he has a potential return this year from that MCL injury, to the knee-related injury. Uh, you know, Kevin Stefanski said he was progressing, um, but we're not sure if he actually plays this week. What do they have, the Texans this week, Sunday night, or Sunday game, excuse me, there. Um, Nick Chubb, you know, even with Kareem Hunt there, has to be RB1 value, correct?
1: Yeah, I, I think he is. I mean, he was showing it before the injury. Um and actually if i'm not mistaken i don't have the numbers in front of me but i do know in one of the programs this week i heard them say how the drop off of the cleveland browns rush offense has been since chubb's been out so kareem hunt isn't really getting it done as far as running the ball yeah he'll get it done as far as catching the ball but i think they need nick chubb back and i think nick chubb's a top 10 top 12 uh running back rest of the season fully healthy
0: yeah easily and then uh on top of him Miles sanders is possible return to for the Philadelphia Eagles I know you're an Eagles fan there Nick and uh, you know this guy is crucial to that Eagles offense um, you see him playing this week
1: I do I think they need him to play this uh, for, me, for me as an Eagles fan and, and most you know the talking in Eagles country right now is um, this is for the division this, this game is pretty much the division because honestly if you ask me I think the Giants are the second best team in the division they may even be the best team in the division Um, They did have the Eagles on the ropes. The Eagles came back from 11 down with six minutes to go on Thursday night football. But um, I think Miles Sanders has to play if he's healthy. I think they squandered the opportunity in week one when he was healthy, but they figured they had an easy win playing against the Washington football team. And that didn't pan out the way they wanted to. So I think Miles Sanders is ready to play this week. I hope so as an Eagles fan as well.
0: Yeah, if he's not there, you know, um, a loss here. The Giants puts the Giants at two wins. Washington has uh, two wins. They'll leave the Eagles at three wins and a tie. So uh, depending on what Washington does, they could crawl within a half game there or whatever the tie gives them. A quarter game, I don't even know what that is uh, for the division lead. So like you said, this is a, a crucial game here. Uh you no know, Week 10 here for that NFC East title race where the Eagles are uh, in control. But without a mile Sanders, like you said, they played a close game to the Giants early the season it could be uh, another one if uh, Sanders is not involved so uh, let's let's move on here Antonio Brown hot topic last week last two weeks of course the addition there in Tampa Bay uh, shocked the world you know you have Antonio Brown Mike Evans and Chris Godwin of course Rob Gronkowski with our with uh, Tom Brady there you know made his season debut after his eight week suspension had three receptions on five targets for 31 yards um, many people kind of you know you know laughed at the fact that people picked up an Antonio Brown or rostered him. But he had five targets. This is a game that the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were blown out of, by the way. You know, Mike Evans saw six targets, had four receptions. Chris Godwin had six targets and four, three receptions. So the five targets by Antonio Brown were not, were not uh, you know, a, 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 a negative thing at all. You know, he was right there with the Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in his first, you know, meaningful snaps of football since, like, week three or four, whatever that was, of the uh, 2019 season. So, uh, Nick here, Antonio Brown, what's your opinion of moving forward? Is he a guy you want on your roster? A guy, if you have him, you're trying to trade or, uh, just trying to hold out here for the rest of the season with this guy.
1: I think it's uh, worth noting that Antonio Brown played 78% of the snaps as well on Sunday night. I think that's a large load for his first game back. Oh my. Yes. Yes. Um, I think that's worth noting if you are an Antonio Brown, um, owner, so to speak, um, as far as character, I'm not a fan. But fantasy play, I think you got to hold on to see what happens with this offense. I do think it's, you know, we all know how Tom Brady comes out and plays once he gets, you know, spanked in a game prior. Um, he comes out and lights it up. So I fully expect them to light up the Panthers this week. Antonio Brown could be the recipient of a touchdown or two and some yards and some catches. My worry is how's this wide receiver room going to be? Cause as you know, everybody knows there's only one football. Mike Evans likes to touch the ball. I'm not sure Chris God went on hit. I'm I'm sure he does. And you also have Gronk and you still have Scotty. Miller. there, So there's a lot of mouths to feed. Um, I just worry about if that's going to creep into this team. And you know, if it does, I think that ultimately, um, makes it like kind of a, a tougher decision on how to go with Antonio Brown the rest of the season. But right now I'm definitely holding him. I may even play him this week to be honest with you. It depends on your options. I could see him being, you know, a low end wide receiver two or a top end wide receiver three or or, or possibly a flex play for you. So um yeah, roll with Antonio Brown this week. Especially knowing Brady coming off a bad performance, he's gonna light him up, trust me.
0: Yeah, we know Tom Brady went and advocated for this guy. You know, try to get Tampa Bay to sign him, and they actually did. You know, you have to kind of listen to uh, Tom Brady when he says he wants something, even if it is not the New England Patriots, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here is his new home. You got to cater to Tom Brady for his last two seasons of his uh, potentially his career here in uh, in Florida. But like he said, I, I'm holding him, too. You know, like I said, 78% of the uh, snaps and five targets, you know, right up there with Evans and Godwin. Evans has been in and out of injury, you know, not the most consistent play Chris Godwin has missed multiple games this season with injury. Um, Scotty Miller, of course, is a, a PPR machine when either of these guys are out, but that may be, you know, to the wayside. Now that Antonio Brown is in this roster, um, but yeah, I'm holding this guy. I think he, uh, you know, last week we talked about it. We told you to kind of wait and see, or two weeks ago, I said, I, I guess we said, wait and see, see what happens with this Antonio Brown character. Here at Tampa Bay, um, and he he showed up. First meaningful football game in over a year. Um, and even then, he only played one game last year, so about two years. Uh, and he, he didn't disappoint. 70% of the targets for a guy who hasn't seen a football field in a year is astounding. So you know he's going to be featured moving forward. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it because, uh, like, like Nick said, the character there isn't there for me. But for fantasy football and, and football content, I think you need to hold this guy. All right, guys, so the white elephant in the room, I guess you would say, COVID. We're still dealing with COVID here, even 10 weeks deep of the season, and the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers have finally fallen, uh, you know, fall, fallen to this uh, pandemic here. Ben Roethlisberger has COVID or is a high risk there with, uh, I think it was Vance McDonald who originally uh, tested positive there in Pittsburgh, uh, and then four or five others, including Big Ben, of course, uh, have tested positive or, or or within the realm of, you know, possibility there uh, I guess Big Ben has potential of playing this week, but he could also not play uh, You know depending on the tests and what happens like we saw Matt Stafford last week tested positive uh the Saturday or Sunday before and Tuesday got a negative and next thing you know He's playing on the on the following Sunday But uh, let's act like he's not gonna play here just in case he does not Nick um how big of a drop-off is there between Ben Roethlisberger and, say, Mason Rudolph?
1: I think there's a huge drop-off. Um, we've seen what Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges were last year. Um, they just couldn't find their wide receivers. I think if Ben don't play, Juju, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool take a big hit, I think the running game kind of takes an uptick. I think you'll they'll look to feature Connor, uh, possibly Anthony McFarlane, and Benny Snow a little more. Um, and try to get a running game going um, they, they're they playing the Bengals so it's a divisional game it's gonna be a tougher game but um, I just think Ben not in that offense really you know hinders their their capabilities and you know what they can do in a game so I think if Ben don't play you got to drop all the receivers down a little bit and maybe move Connor up some
0: yeah, I'm with you here. If Ben's not in that team, we saw it last year. I know they were a 500 football team last year, but what are they, 8 0 right now? They missed that, uh, you know, had a bye week and that, what was it, Titans game earlier the season where it was postponed? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, 8 0 sitting here. You know, only undefeated team left this season at the Bengals this week, which, you know, we would normally talk about as a win, but it's a divisional game here with some rivalry going on there. But if Big Ben's not there, Mason Rudolph steps in. Like Nick said, you're stepping down the Juju, the Johnsons, the Claypools. The running game gets a boost because, you know, a a con out of the backfield that will be safety valve for Mason Rudolph. And we saw Mason Rudolph last year. But then again, he got injured and we ended up seeing Hodgins for the rest of the season. Hodges, excuse me. Um, But yeah, we know know the Bengals are getting the 16th most fancy points opposing quarterbacks. Even with your downgraded Mason Rudolph, it just isn't that great of a matchup. It's hard to play, you know, I think you're still going to play a Juju say a Johnson in terms of Claypool I don't think you put him in your lineup um, But again, like I said prior to this discussion Big Ben could play this week uh, If he does test positive, I'm assuming Saturday be his last test to see if he is a what is he need, back-to-back negative So if he has two negatives throughout the rest of this week, he could uh, could place could suit up and get that uh, undefeated Steelers team uh ready for a week nine or what do we week ten matchup possible yeah, their ninth yeah. win of the season.
1: If rolling along the season is on us.
0: Yeah, for sure. So uh, no, let what's 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 go from undefeated to defeated teams. Mm-hmm. The New York Jets here. Oh and uh, are they oh and eight or oh and nine oh and nine I believe right yeah after that Monday night game. So I think it's safe to say this team has locked up the chance to draft Trevor Lawrence.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, they, they, they possibly may not win a game.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. This team is awful. Um, you know, offensive line. I know they went out and tried to improve it with the draft. Mickey Becton. He's been missing games. He's injured. That absolute freak from the uh, from the uh, combine there, Louisville running game. Of course, they uh, got rid of. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, there's nothing in terms of a running game behind him. Sam Darnold's struggling. He's missing games. Joe Flacco starting. You know, uh, the receiving core is led by Crowder, and of course, Perriman's in there, but he's missing games. That defense after they traded Jamal Adams is uh, atrocious. Like Nick said, they could possibly, you know, go defeated, not win a game this season, lock up that Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. So let's talk about if they do get a Trevor Lawrence. Uh, this is still the New York Knicks. We have to, or not Knicks. Same thing for the Knicks, though. Mm-hmm. This is the New York Jets. We have to remember this New York Jets. Uh, what does it mean? You know, uh, Denzel Mims has shown some life after uh, starting the season, after a uh, extensive uh, stay in the IR. Uh, Jamison Crowder, Brashad uh, uh, Perriman. What does this mean for those guys if Trevor Lawrence is to be the next quarterback of the New York Jets?
1: Um, for me, I think um, it's good for them. Uh, I th- I don't think it's great for Lawrence, so to speak. Um, you're also going to remember their tight end situation. Chris Herndon was supposed to be a way better tight end this season and last season. I mean, I know he's been bothered by injuries, but his production has just been lackluster. Um, but for me, I think Mims is the wide receiver to own, um, shall they draft Trevor Lawrence, which we all believe they will. Um, he's young, they can grow together. Um, Mims seems to have that it factor as far as a wide receiver in this league. Um, I love Jamison Crowder just like, you know, the way he plays, you know, he's that slot guy, you know, a lot of catches. um, It's rare he gets a touchdown, although he did have one this week. Perryman for me, I I know he's coming off a two touchdown game. I'm selling him though in, in all leagues, whether it be redraft or dynasty, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, definitely definitely redraft, get that guy out of there if you can get some kind of uh you know value in return. Crowder of course at PPR monster, you no know, matter who's the quarterback there, could stay and Denzel Mims, of course, Dynasty stated uh definitely to stay. But if you're Trevor Lawrence, you know, I hear speculations that, you know, if he's the first overall pick, he may stay at Clemson. If the New York Jets are to secure that pick, if you were the uh potential, you know, secured first overall pick and uh you know the or the Jets are there or any team really are there would you, in any sense, Nick, if you were this guy, uh, potentially, you know, forego the draft and stay for a senior year?
1: No, I, I wouldn't, honestly. And I, I know, you know, the talk and the rhetoric that's out there about it being the Jets and everything. But I think, I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been projected to be the number or to be a high draft pick since he was a freshman coming in at Clemson. Um, he had to expect he was going to go to a bad team regardless. You know what I mean? From day one when he was a freshman. Uh, It is the jets. Let's not forget. They do have a great fan base. The media there is tough. Their their team's poorest. They need a head coach. Uh, Adam Gates. Isn't the answer. He's definitely not the guy I want coaching Trevor Lawrence. So I think they start fresh with a fresh coach, a fresh quarterback. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence has to come out. I think he should. Um, You run that risk of an injury going back to college and then never getting drafted. So, Yeah, I just think, you know, you you don't chance it and you have that opportunity to be drafted, you go ahead and go for it.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. There's been, what, 50-plus over, you know, players who have been that prestigious number one overall selection category. I think if you have the chance, you got to go with, like you said, injury could happen, you know, a bad senior year. Like, uh, man, who's that? Who am I thinking of out of Washington there who uh, was projected to be a top pick and went back?
1: I was actually going to say Bryce law from Stanford, but, um, another was, one. Yeah. There was another one recently too. Um,
0: yeah. Quarterback gosh. out of Washington. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't think of his name, but he's, he was a late pick. Uh, he was supposed to be a, a top pick went back to college and, you know, ended up falling on the draft boards, you know, guaranteed money for you and your family, uh, definitely falling out of favor there. But yeah, we know, uh, we know what Trevor Lawrence is. We know he's a special prospect. He's, one of the better quarterback prospects we'll see for a long time, and have seen a long time, uh, maybe since Andrew Luck there. Uh, but yeah, if I'm if I'm him, I'm I'm going to the Jets. You know what what better way to uh, you know secure a legacy uh, to be drafted by the Jets and you know still become a, a competent or a All Star uh, Pro Bowl uh, excuse me quarterback there. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely something I would do if I were in that situation. But again, I'm not in that situation, so. You I ever... think,
1: I'm sorry, Nate. To you. Go for it. Yeah. I, I think um, if Adam Gase isn't fired before the end of the season, I think Trevor Lawrence kind of controls some of this narrative as well. Um, you know, if I'm Trevor Lawrence and the Jets come to me and it's like, hey, for you to come play for us, what's it going to take? Fire Adam Gase. Hey, maybe give a list of coaches you'd like to see hired. D-bone. And you, you, what's that?
0: Uh, take the Clemson coach.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be a bad idea. You know what I mean? And you know, if I'm the jets, I'm fine with doing that. Like, yeah, you do want players to have some control. You know, you want players to want to play for your organization. You don't want to have them not be there. You know what I mean? And I just, it's Adam Gase has been, his, his reputation is just swirled right down the toilet as far as I'm concerned. He hasn't been a good coach. Um, look at the guys trying to get out who, who, got out of new york and who also won out you know what i mean um jamal adams Le'Veon bell uh, cj mosley he's on he's a jet and he opted out for COVID. but there's rumor he don't want to play for adam gase so you know it's kind of worth noting that gase has got to go and trevor lawrence like i said he may control some of that narrative hey bring in this guy and i and, I, and i'm in i'm winning 100 i'm not going back to clemson i'm coming to play for the Jets. so just something to think about in the back you know. The, the back rooms that may go on in an NFL, you know, meeting or something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't see a world where uh, Gates is back next year. But again, I didn't see a world where Gates was a head coach after his stint in Miami. But there he was in New York. But he has to go. I don't I, any competent football team or f- football organization would not bring that guy back. But again, he did that. Uh, but say but say this team does draft Trevor Lawrence and there's no need for Sam Darnold here. Um, and they start shopping the guy. You know, someone's going to get a good value on this guy. Because I still think Sam Darnold's a competent quarterback. He's been dealt a very short end of the stick there, playing in New York. Um, no doubt about that, Nick. Where, where could you possibly see, say, Trevor Lawrence is the new quarterback of the New York Jets, where could you see them moving Sam Darnold to? Where's a good fitting spot for this guy?
1: I mean, I can honestly see him end up a, a couple different places. Somewhere I'd like to see, and I think is kind of in the back shadows, is the New Orleans Saints. Um, I don't think it's a secret anymore that Drew Brees this is his last season and he he will be retiring. I don't think Taysom Hill is a a um, a quote unquote quarterback quarterback. He's more of that versatile quarterback, running back, tight end, wide receiver player. And we got to remember, yeah, Jameis Winston's on the roster, but they only signed him to a one year deal for for uh, I think one point one million dollars. So he's obviously they, they didn't look at him as a long term solution. I think Sam Darnold Sam Darnold going to Um, a proven winning team in the new Orleans saints um, with a coach who's quarterback friendly and likes to coach up his quarterbacks and Sean Payton. I think it's a good landing spot for Sam Darnold. Um, And I agree with you. Sam Darnold has been got, has gotten the short end of the stick. He's dealt with a lot of injuries. He hasn't had talent there in New York. So I'm kind of still interested to see what Sam Darnold can be in this league.
0: Yes. New Orleans would definitely be a, a interesting landing spot for this guy. I'm going to go with my favorite team, actually. San Francisco 49ers. You know, we know, you know, Jamie G's hit or miss there. I still believe in the guy. But, uh, you know, he's been, you know, first season touring ACL, uh, you know, out for that entire season, then the Super Bowl. And now he's been in another lineup, a high angle sprain, some very poor performances. You know, so the 49ers could be moving on from this guy. And, you know, this still is a very talented roster, offense and defense. So they won't have an early pick, in my in my opinion. So maybe forced to go find a quarterback, and Sam Darnold may be that guy. You know, Darnold's still on that rookie deal. You know, the 49 Nineers are, are limited in cap space. Um, rookie deal. He's twenty twenty one was his final year with a fifth year option coming up. So you have two years there on a rookie deal potentially left for Sam Darnold, which could very well suit this 49 Nineers team because of uh, you know, the 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 uh, salary cap restrictions they're on. Um, we know the the quarterback whisper. I guess you'd say the offensive whisper there in Kyle Shanahan. Anyone really could uh, succeed in that offense if we've seen it. Um, But yeah, I I don't know if I'd like to see this, but I think it's a potential landing spot for this. I've seen it circulating around the internet. Um, But who knows what can happen with Sam Darnold here um, if if the Jets are, which seem to be the potential of drafting Trevor Lawrence. And then, yep, I,
1: I have a quick question for you. Okay. What is the value of Sam Darnold? If you're if you're the Niners, what are you willing to give up to get Sam Darnold? And then I'll I'll say my take as well.
0: Yeah. So last year we saw Josh Rosen. I think he went for what was his value? A second was second. it?
1: Yes, a second. Yeah.
0: So I think it has to be at least a second.
1: Yeah. See, so, that's where that's kind of where I was going to like frame it as well. Was like a set. I was going to compare it to Rosen. So I'm kind of glad you did that. You could, we're both on the same wave wavelength there, which. Goes to show you that, you know, we're, we're both thinking, um, but I agree. I think a second and maybe a player, because uh, I do think Donald's a little bit better of a talent than Rosen from what I've seen. Um, and he has more, you know, um, upside, I believe. So I think a second and a player or a second and a fourth maybe gets it done for a And And both franchises, both the 49ers and the Saints, I think that's worth doing for them. I think a lot of franchises, that's worth doing for them.
0: Yeah, and we have to remember the Jets will kind of be, you know, kind of force to trade him because if they are to take Lawrence, you know, everyone knows they're gonna to try to move Sam There's no secret. They're you know, you're not gonna a top a top value for a Sam Darnold if you are to draft a Trevor Lawrence. Uh that also take into consideration. But another quarterback here that's in the early parts of his career, two games actually, Tua Tagovailoa here in Miami Dolphins, two and as a starter last week, twenty for twenty-eight for two hundred, forty eight yards and two touchdowns. Uh, ran the ball three times to twenty-seven yards, and here, Nick, look at this. Look at this schedule moving forward. Excuse me. He has the Chargers, the Broncos, the Jets, Bengals, Chiefs, Patriots, and Raiders to finish the football season. Is you know he's still I, after this last waiver window. I, I'm assuming he's kind of you know in that sixty-seven percent owned range. But is he a must add? Is he a player that if you're quarterback hungry, is he someone you are confident in? to start a quarterback and lead you for the rest of the season potential for a playoff run?
1: Ah, uh, you know, it's a great question. Um, I do think he's worth adding. I don't know if he's worth starting right away. Um, but Hey, that, that can change I mean, I think the weapons around him is what's holding him back from better numbers. I mean, Preston Williams just got placed on IR. Mike a hasn't really shown anything since Tua became the starter. Um, yeah, I mean, I think at Dynasty, if you have them I mean, you're, you're happy. You're excited seeing this. Um, I don't think you can really go buy him at a low price now. You probably missed that window. Um, but at the same time, I don't think you could sell him on a high because he hasn't really had that it game. But, yeah, I think in redraft, he's definitely worth an add and, and, and putting on your bench, especially if you have somebody who's not producing or who's expendable. Um, he's right to put on it, especially if he sustained a quarterback injury coming down the road and you're a playoff team. He, he's what his schedule, as you mentioned, um, you know, there are games that he can put up some numbers.
0: Yeah. And like I said, redraft dynasty, is definitely owned. There's no doubt about that dynasty leagues. He is uh, on a roster somewhere redraft though. You know, his first week, he only had like seven or eight fantasy points. You know, he really wasn't needed there in that game where the running game really got the things done. But last week uh, showed up, you know, uh, got things done against an Arizona team that is a competent defense and got the win there uh, and, you know, has a favorable matchup moving forward. But like you said, if you have a, uh, a roster spot, someone you can uh, drop that isn't going to hurt you, Tua may be a nice add. At that point, you may be streaming a quarterback anyways, if you're anything like I am. So Tua, you know, could be the guy. But I just don't think he, you know, I'd rather have a Ryan Fitzpatrick on a fancy team than a, than a Tua Tagovailoa
1: yeah definitely because you you know fitzpatrick is going to throw the 300 yards he's going to sling he's going to get two three touchdowns and yeah he's going to throw you an interception or two but um yeah fitzpatrick's at this point is a better fantasy um pad than, than a to it in, in a redraft format but um i think the kid's a winner I, i'm seeing them play i watched lots of the highlights uh it don't look like he's nervous about that hip injury. He's, it looks like he's out there playing, and he's not even thinking about it, which I think is huge. And it's going to be interesting to see this kid down the road. I, I like seeing the matchup with him and Kyler Murray. It was great to watch, to be honest with you. It was a fun game.
0: Yeah, real fun. You know, we had Steven on the waiver wire Wishlist podcast. Of course, a Dolphins uh, fan, so he's uh, watched every game, every snap of two thus far. And he's intrigued by the guy. But, of course, that could be a little fan shade going on, you uh, there but yeah definitely someone to keep an eye on moving forward uh, but here we go guys before we sign off here let's do our traditional uh we know fantasy waiver or not the wave wire the wednesday episode pickems so i'm 71 and 46 on the season the fro is 45 and 31 but outside of that we've had will justin and brian on the pod will's gone nine and five justin's gone nine and four and brian's 10 gone ten and four so brian currently is the uh i guess guest appearance later in terms of pick them so nick this is your goal to go better than ten and four which uh yeah we have four we have four teams on on by so yeah ten and four is a a a doable thing here in terms of bye week so definitely looking for 11 wins out of you you here nick so let's kick us off here thursday night football colts versus titans who do you got in this one
1: taking the titans
0: titans okay yeah uh, I think this is a good matchup. Actually, I think it's a good game. I'm going Colts. Actually, uh, that defense is very good. We, this Titans team's been hit or miss a few times. We'll see what happens there. Moving on to a Sunday game, Texans Browns. I'm gonna go. Let's go uh, Texans here. I think they, uh, you know, starting to gain some steam, and uh, you know that one win record is a kind of a deceiving for them.
1: For me, I'm actually gonna go with the Browns off of a buy. Um, I don't think they lose at home.
0: Yeah, and uh we just saw this week that uh oh man, Baker Mayfield is cleared from the uh, the COVID list, so he's gonna play this week. So there's that as well. Washington versus Lions, which is a kind of intriguing game, you think about it, Nick. What do yeah, you got in this one?
1: This one is a tough one for me. I'm actually gonna go I'm gonna go with the Lions. Okay.
0: I can see that happen there at home. Um they had a kind of poor performance last week against the Vikings. I think Washington takes this one in their fight for the NFC, uh, you know, NFC East title. I think there's a, uh, you know, something special about this team, especially Alex Smith starting this week. Buccaneers at Panthers. I'm going to lean Bucks on this one, Nick.
1: This will be our first of greens here. I'm going Bucks too. All
0: right, easy enough. Then we have the Eagles versus Giants. I know you're probably gonna lead the Eagles as a fan. I'm going to go Eagles as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I just think. Um... It's going to be, I uh, believe it. Believe me, people aren't seeing the Giants for what they really are. They're a well coached team. They're physical. Um, they played the Bears stuff. They've played the Buccaneers stuff. They played the Eagles stuff. I think the Eagles winning this game, they're going to squeak it out. But I'll take the Eagles by two.
0: Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz playing rather well uh, under the radar kind of the last few weeks. And he keeps getting pieces back every single week uh on the offensive side of the football so i'm gonna go eagles as well then we're on jags packs or packers excuse me i'm going packers is this one
1: yeah i'm gonna go with the Packers. kind of an easy one there for us i guess
0: yeah jake luton back to a starting quarterback for that jaguars team i think it's a kind of a simple one there what's going on to the bills cardinals a very interesting one here nick what do you got in this one
1: yeah this was another tough one for me um i think the bills are playing really well to just beat the seahawks Cardinals are a good and up-and-coming team. It's hard to root against them, um, but I'm going to go with the Bills.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Bills as well. After that Seahawks uh, victory, you know, we saw the Cardinals lose to the Dolphins. I think, uh, you know, that young team got off to a hot start, but I think they're going to start cooling off towards the end of the season. We see the Chargers visit the Dolphins and Chargers like like the uh, Falcons love to lose football games after a lead. I'm going to think they hold on this one and take this one from two in in the Dolphins.
1: Yeah. um, How about the treat we got? We got two in Murray last week, and now we have two in Herbert this week. Um, I'm actually going to go the other way. I'm going to go Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to get a win. Uh, I feel like they cusp every week of just, you know, either they're getting uh, teams coming back on them late or they can't, you know, haul in a a catch in the end zone on the last play of the game. So I'm going Chargers.
0: All right. Broncos versus Raiders. Who you got here, Nick?
1: another tough one. I, I got to go with the Raiders on this one. want to take the home team, John Gruden, uh, Broncos to me, you know, I feel like every game they're, they're coming back late with drew lock. And I just think the Raiders, you know, steady dose of some Josh Jacobs. And I think they're going to cruise to a victory over their division rival Broncos.
0: Yeah. Aren't they like five and three among this this season?
1: Yes, they are. Very. Surprising. Yeah. They're
0: there for a playoff berth. I'm thinking Raiders as well. You know, Broncos are good pieces, but <coughs> still rather limited Seahawks versus Rams. I'm going to go Seahawks here. I just find it hard to pick against Seahawks, honestly.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that, especially coming off of a loss to the Bills last week. I know the Rams are coming off of a bye, but I don't think the Rams are really what everybody thought. Yeah, they smacked the Eagles, but they also got smacked by the Dolphins.
0: All right, Bengals versus Steelers. You know, hit or miss if Big Ben is there. Who you got, Nick?
1: I'm going to go with the Steelers, 9-0 or yeah, 10. And with, yeah, they'll be 9-0, I'm sorry. I
0: know. Yeah, even without even without a uh, big Bang, I think you I could get this one here against the Bengals. An interesting one here, 49ers versus Saints. Uh, you know, I should take the 49ers, but I think it's the Saints who take this one.
1: Yeah, I, the Saints look so good right now. I'm going with the Saints as well. I mean, the Buccaneers were no pushover and they I mean, they gave it to them on Sunday night.
0: All right, then we got the uh Sunday night football game here, Ravens versus Patriots. Who you
1: got? I'm going to go with the Ravens, Um, just, you know, more physical team. I think Lamar Jackson is due for a big game, so I see the Ravens winning this game pretty easily, actually.
0: Yeah, you can't really ever chalk out a Bill Belichick-led team, but this Patriots team is not good. I'm going Ravens as well. Then we'll see the Vikings versus Bears-NFC North matchup here on Monday Night Football. A good one, honestly. Vikings offer a good victory against the Lions. I think it'll be the Vikings, honestly, here.
1: Yeah, I'm going with you. I'm with the Vikings as well. The Vikings have turned their season around. Uh, they're running the ball well. They, I think they finally figured out we can't have Kirk Cousins throwing the ball as much. Uh, let's turn to Dalvin Cook, play a more you know run game, and I think they beat the Bears. All
0: you need to do is give the ball to Dalvin Cook. It looks like a yeah. success story there. He Absolutely. is killing it recently. Oh, my goodness.
1: Even his um, backup I would take on as my number one on a lot of teams.
0: Yeah, Alexander Madison could start an, uh, at least half the teams in this league. He is Easily. fantastic as well. But that's it, guys. That's the We Know Fantasy podcast here on a Wednesday night with a, with the uh, fantasy mechanic. Actually, this week opposed to Fantasy Fro, who is out for the rest of the season with terrible difficulties. Before we sign off here, Nick, where are people find you on social media?
1: You can find me on Instagram at fantasy underscore mechanic, as well as on Twitter at fb mechanic.
0: All right, guys. Remember, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You Can be found on Twitter and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Check back here wherever you're consuming this podcast specifically. You're gonna find a weekly, or I mean, excuse me, a daily podcast from the wino Fantasy contributors uh, and myself every week, every day of the week, including Sundays, where uh, a new podcast, a dynasty-related podcast, may be dropping here in your sub box. Uh, besides that, every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Brian here, Wino Fantasy, is joined by uh, another member of the wino Fantasy contributors, uh, going live on our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/slash. We know fantasy to answer your start and set questions every Sunday morning. So be able to uh, make sure you tune to that. Um, and visit our website, we know for some more fantasy football content, including a uh, weekly series, daily articles, including, uh, you know, breaking news when it is to drop, but until next time, next week, we'll see you guys.